0: For a look back on today's match. This is the full time report with the voices of our Atlanta United, Mike Conti and Jason Longshore. The home for MLS in Atlanta, Sports Radio 92 9, The Game.
2: A hard fought 1 0 win tonight for Atlanta United. Over their bogey team, the New York Red Bulls, a team that Atlanta United prior to tonight had never defeated in uh, six-plus seasons of the regular season, only one time across all competitions, had Atlanta United defeated the Red Bulls, and that was back in the 2018 Eastern Conference Finals. They get an eighth-minute goal from Yorgos Yakimakis. It stands up, and I really thought, Jason, the key moment of the game came early in the second half when the Red Bulls shifted to two up top. And Atlanta United, after some jittery moments, was able to, uh, and I'm going to use a word that you use because I love it, recalibrate effectively.
1: I was hitting the thesaurus hard this week. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's really what it felt like. Because when you go from playing against a pressing team in a 4-2-3-1, at times pressed out of what looked like a 4-4-2 and, and more of two lines of four and then two up top when you go from that to what the red bulls ended up doing where they started really pressing with 4 the 4222 two, two, when they'd press looked more like a 424 four. and it's just bodies in different parts of the field and when you start building some of those connections and some of those those patterns of play to deal with the pressure and then you have to change it on the fly it takes a minute and and it took Maybe five minutes? Honestly, about five. It felt like about the 50th minute it started to click, and they started to play their way through it. It was something that, that Gonzalo Pineda talked about, and I'll be very curious to hear some of the, the questions to him after this game because it was something he talked about this week, and it kind of blew some people's minds, I thought, in that they wanted to attract, and that's, the, that's a quote, attract the press and play around it. And that's what they did all night long. Did they have giveaways? Yes. Did they have moments that were a little sketchy? Yes, because the Red Bulls are very good at what they do. But the idea of not just lumping it long, not just giving up possession, but playing and playing the way that you want to play against this team, Atlanta did it really, really well tonight.
3: And look,
2: Atlanta still passed at any percent tonight. The Red Bulls,
1: (laughs) they are passing against percentage, what they give up, 69.5 69.5 yeah. percent best in the league and Atlanta passed at 80 percent yeah
2: well uh, to be fair 79.5 and I'm going to round it up to 80 right, because so I, ten, I think it's 10 sounds percent a
1: little, better than the league average against and, them. And,
2: and historically year after year Atlanta United's worst passing accuracy yeah. match of the whole season is against the Red Bulls they passed at 80 percent against them tonight Uh, that's a very, very good answer. It's probably one of the big reasons why they won this match. Along with our man of the match, brought to you by Heineken, a man who tonight had five tackles, won five fouls, had five clearances, won 15 duels, and gained possession eight times. It is, I think, the most underrated player in this league right now, Franco Ibarra.
1: Franco Ibarra is just setting a tone for this team. This, this year. It's it's so much fun to watch. Three of three on the dribble tonight. Let's give Franco his flowers on that side. Okay, too. yeah. Uh, 13 of 17 in ground duels one. It's just, he was fouled five times. You know, I mean, the guy just, you didn't have this last year. And, and it's something that we talked about in the second half, about this team needing to maybe not be so nice at times. And, and Franco Ibarra, The Charlotte game and this one both have a prime example of it where he gets stuck into a tackle, sends somebody flying, timed the tackle perfectly. There wasn't a foul, but both of them puts a guy on the ground and makes them think twice next time they're dribbling through that zone on the field. Ibarra sets the tone for this team in so many ways and a little underrated element of his game tonight, and it was something that he was specifically working on at training on Tuesday. After the group session, they kind of broke up into small groups and did a lot of more individualized work. And the central midfielders, and Ibotra was in this group, was just little simple stuff of receiving the ball, turning, and hitting a ball to a target long. Think back to one play where Ibotra almost sprung an opportunity, I think, for Etienne. It was a carbon copy. And that shows the level of detail that the staff – works with, and they put into these players, and they are receiving all of it. Franco Ibarra is taking everything his coaches are asking him to do, and he's delivering on the field for this team in a huge way.
2: So Franco Ibarra, your man of the match, brought to you by Heineken. Here's the statistical recap brought to you by Piedmont, official health partner of Atlanta United. And as my friend and partner Jason always points out, consider game state. When you hear these stats, because Atlanta United got the crucial first goal in the eighth minute, so consider game state here. The shots were 15-8 to eight Red Bulls, but the shots on target 4-2 Atlanta. Mm-hmm. The Red Bulls never, in my opinion, had a decent scoring chance tonight, in my opinion. Uh, or Maybe when, one. Let me rephrase. A, it, there was never an instance where I thought, uh-oh, that's a goal. Right, uh, right. with Red Bulls, so uh, that's how I'll define it. Possession, 59-41, Atlanta. I think that's not insignificant against Red Bulls either. Key passes, 12-6, Red Bulls. The expected goal is 1.27 to 0.74, Atlanta. That's the statistical recap brought to you by Piedmont, official health care partner of Atlanta United. Let's take a break. We have plenty more to come. We'll have an interview from the Atlanta United dressing room. We'll hear from Gonzalo Pineda. We'll have the highlight. <laughs> There really wasn't much, but there was one highlight. And, of course, we'll take your questions and comments. Well, you know what? Let's hold on. I'm told Caleb Wiley is coming to the headset, so uh, why don't we hold on? We'll we'll delay the break. Actually, Dylan, if we can. Hello. Can we pause 10 seconds for station identification, please?
0: We are your official station for all things Atlanta United. WCGC
2: Atlanta. WCGC HD1. Always free on the Odyssey app. Atlanta United 1-0 winners over New York Red Bulls this evening at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Caleb Wiley had a fantastic performance tonight for Atlanta United. Caleb ended up uh, being a real, real key in Atlanta United being able to play out of this Red Bulls pressure tonight. And Caleb joining us down in the Atlanta United dressing room. Caleb, how does it feel? feels to me like any time you watch the Red Bulls play, it's like going to the dentist. It doesn't feel very pleasant. I'm sure it's not very pleasant to play against, but you got it done tonight. How does it feel?
4: Yeah, for sure. I mean, any time you play against the Red Bulls, it's going to be a, a fight. You know, it's not going to be... Always clean and perfect. Um, they're a team that just presses, 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 and you gotta be able to be composed and, and make you know your have the right tactics to get out of their, their pressure. And I think that we had the right tactics going into this game, and uh, that, which helped us get the three points.
1: Here's what I, I loved from seeing you in training this week, Caleb. It, there was a, a sequence in the activity on Tuesday where I think you knocked three guys over. <laughs> and we're getting really physical, Is, and that seemed to set the tone for the week and for the performance tonight.
4: Most definitely, I think when I have those, those times in training, it kind of prepares me for the game because I, I knew that this this game this weekend was going to be like that. So I had to be ready. Um, you know, the, the the Red Bulls have massive guys that are willing to put in a hard tackle, so I got to be ready. And so I had to put start, you know, doing it and preparing it and training. Caleb,
2: it felt to me like you were never individually like pressed up against the ropes. You never really got trapped in the corner or anything. You were very, very effective in advancing the ball out of the defensive third. I know that was a real point of emphasis in training this week. Who helped you do that? Was that a product of good chemistry with your center backs? Did, did Derek Etienne help you with that? Uh, how did you see it from your perspective?
4: Yeah, um, it was one of the things that we, we really you know looked at on the field and training. We knew that if I got the ball, then their right back would, you know, press me. So Derek staying high helped, you know, pin the right back. And then having that chemistry with Parata, um, staying a little bit lower um, so that when he does play me the ball, I have a little bit more time before, you know, the winger comes and presses me.
1: Was it difficult for you to adjust from playing on the flank up, up higher in the field and being so successful in the attack to playing left back tonight?
4: I think there was some moments where it was a little bit tougher. You know, it's a different position, I think. You know, I'm, you know, going from the attacking role to the defensive role. But, you know, that doesn't, you know, say that I can't, you know, be a part of the attack. You know, maybe I could have been a little bit more involved in the attack today, but, you know, that's okay, you know. I think, you know, my role was, you know, playing in the back and doing well there, so. Caleb, what does it say
2: about the character of this team to come back from a, a bad night, let's face it, 6-1 in Columbus, and, and come back and play as well as you did tonight?
4: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, from the first day back in training, our, our whole message was, you know, it's a, it's a new day. It's a whole new week, right? And, you know, the game is in the past. We, we all accepted the loss, um, and, you know, it's time to move on, which we did. And we did uh, really well to, you know, I guess I get three points to that.
2: Did a great job, Caleb. Well played. Thank you so much for joining us, and uh, see you up in New York on Friday. All
4: right, guys. Thank you.
2: Caleb Wiley, 18 years old from Atlanta, Georgia. And now we have Gonzalo Pineda at the podium following his team's 1-0 win over the Red Bulls, I
3: believe. So then he took us a little bit of time to get used to that, and then uh, I felt that the changes we did with Roseto and then matchup helped in that moment of the game, especially because I could send the message of tactically how to adjust, and then uh, I-, I felt after that we corrected uh, and we were more in control. But yes, you're right, some, some dangerous plays where we lose the ball in certain areas that, you know, kudos to the defenders, did a great job on, on transitioning from there, but uh, we need to correct some of those.
1: Gonzalo, uh, it, the refereeing was questionable in this game. I think the players were l- l- looking to show some frustration on the field. And uh, there was a moment in the second half where Yorgos went in on a, on a uh, hard challenge. And uh, it was, I think it was just after Derek Etienne, had, he thought he had been fouled, didn't get a call. I'm not asking you to comment on the, on the tackle itself, but what, do, what does that kind of message send to the team? What, what are your thoughts on Yako kind of going in like that in that moment?
3: Uh, I, I remember the tackle uh, Thiago received in the first half, also with the two foot up front, and, and it was all ball. I agree, but it was a dangerous play to me. Um, so I think the way uh, Yaku went, this it, it was the same. It was all ball, but but very very hard which I like, I like those type of tackles. We we don't have to be malicious, we have to be trying to get the ball and Ivara did the same a couple of times. Uh, Purata did a couple good saves there. Uh, Miles, Uh, I I feel like uh, we have to play with that intensity. Uh, Talking about the referee actually, uh, I I like Alex. Uh, He's a good guy, I have always good conversations with him. So uh, yeah, I was upset at some of his decisions. I feel like uh, we in general, Atlanta, we need to earn respect from the league and from the referees that's what i feel i feel like every time there are some calls in in many games where where it's not equal and and i feel at times you have to earn that you have to win many games you will have to win more trophies to earn the respect uh, that we deserve and yeah just working on that so again we have to to fight against everything including at times you know the referee having a bad day against us mm, you know we have to do it so that's that's a message for the team Gonzalo, considering how the Red Bull play and
2: you're obviously no stranger to it, taking into account um, everything they kind of throw at you, how they press, how they really force you to make mistakes and not just you but other teams to make mistakes, uh, this is kind of a defining win for this team considering obviously what happened against Columbus.
3: Yes, I I felt it was was a very difficult game for everything you just said. Like their style is is completely antagonist to what we try to do. So it's it's a very good battle in that sense. Uh, Nothing against that style, it's just different, not good or bad or whatever people want to categorize. It's just a different style that is disruptive, that is looking for long balls, uh, second balls, Chaos in certain areas, long throwings to create chaos inside the box, so they put you under pressure because they they have very good tactics about that. So they it's not like they just kick long balls and and that's it. They have a lot of structures to make sure they they either get the first service or the ball in behind or the second ball. So so I felt that today the the team understood how to adapt to that in the moments we were under pressure, but also understood how to control the game with the ball. So again. Uh, people telling me possession, it doesn't matter today. We had almost 60% of possession and that's how I want to defend most of the time. If you don't want the ball against these type of teams, they put you against even more pressure. So uh, again, very brave for my team trying to play under a lot of pressure and I, I felt we did very good. I enjoyed that press conference immensely.
2: I'm going to be clipping (laughs) some some of those for Atlanta
1: soccer tonight. I can promise you that.
2: (laughs) Which you'll hear Monday night, 11 p.m. here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Okay, highlight coming up next. Atlanta United 1-0 over New York Red Bulls here in the full-time report on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
2: Darn well know that we're going to play as much Bon Jovi as we can following a win over the team from New Jersey. And that is what Atlanta United did tonight. I I, I just – come on, it never gets old. We had to pick
1: one from the New Jersey album first off. And then um, that song – the reason I picked that song is that's the first song that I associate with soccer because when I was 10 – it was 1986, and the the first team that I played on, I had a, a good friend on that team, Antonio, and his mom would pick us up before games, and we'd, we'd go play in Clayton County at Fort Gillum, and we would listen to that song as we were pulling into Fort Gillum for our games. So that okay. has such like a All good right. feeling for No, that I love song. that.
2: I love that. Look, it's Saturday night. That's a party song as far as Mm -hmm. I'm concerned. It's from Bon Jovi. Atlanta United beats the team from New Jersey for the first time ever in the regular season. I mean, look, the last time we could play Jersey music on the full-time report, we had much bigger things on our mind because Atlanta United had won the first leg of the Eastern Conference final by such a margin that we were really looking ahead towards the MLS Cup final, and Atlanta United hosted that, and they ended up winning it. And tonight they uh, beat the Red Bulls 1-0, and they got the clean sheet for every Atlanta United clean sheet this season. Atlanta United donates $2,000 to Children's Health Care of Atlanta. With tonight's clean sheet, Atlanta United donates another $2,000 to Children's Health Care of Atlanta. This year's donation total currently stands at $4,000. Time now for the highlight. This was an ugly match, and there really was only one highlight, and it was the Atlanta goal in the eighth minute. It will... By default, count as the hot play of the match brought to you by Scana. Will flick it ahead to Robinson as the line of confrontation moves backwards now for the Red Bulls. Miles, long diagonal, looking for Etienne, and that's going to connect to the far corner. What a ball by Miles Robinson. Etienne dribbling off the touchline now on Duncan to the edge of the 18. Drop back to Almada, top of the arc. Shot from distance, save Cornell, rebound, score! Boom, Yakabakis! Atlanta United gets the vital first goal against the Red Bulls here in the eighth minute.
1: That first goal is just so big against this Red Bulls team. Since they went to the press in 2015, when they score first, 102 wins, 21 losses, 27 draws. You have to get the first goal against them because then it takes them completely out of their game. Now, we've seen Atlanta United get the first goal against them and still fail to get the result. Tonight, they backed that up with a lot of strong play, maybe not highlight-worthy, a lot of big tackles, a lot of deflections, a lot of blocks, a lot of grit, a lot of fight that got the job done. But Yakamaki's in that play is the first to react to it. It's it's really a big mistake from Cornell on a play that it's almost like he over-commits to it and maybe, I don't know if he thinks it's going further into the corner or what, but it gets caught in between to where he can't catch it and pull it in. It's in kind of into his body, and he spills it, and Yakimakis and is the first one to it.
2: For over 20 years, Skana Energy has made it easy for Georgians to receive the best natural gas rates. and excellent customer service. Call 867-467-2262 to sign up today. That was the highlight from tonight's match. We'll come back with your questions and comments on Twitter. Send them in to us right now at Mike Conti 929. And at Long Shoe. more of the full-time report coming up as Atlanta United defeats New York Red Bulls 1-0 here on Sports Radio 92.9, the game.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Ready or not, here I come. You can't hide. Gonna find you. And take it slowly, ready or not. Oh, here I come home, you can't hide. Gonna find you and make you
4: yeah. want me Now that I escaped sleep, walk away. Yeah. Those who
1: come relate, know the world ain't kicked. Jail bars ain't golden gates. We even listen to fake, this whole, whole one too. When they meet their 400 pounds, they're that's cool. Like, are,
2: while we're waiting, are all the Fugees from New Jersey? I don't know if all of them are from but New But enough Jersey. of the Fuji's yes. are from New Jersey to qualify. They claim Jersey. Okay. It's going to take
1: a moment to yeah, get a little I so. have to do it with mine. I love that track. Have
2: to do it. Oh, I love it too. I love the yeah. Fuji's I, I really love the Fugees. I, I think, you know, really, I, I wouldn't even call them underrated because everyone, I, I've never met anyone who dislikes the Fugees, but I think when we get into the conversation, like everyone. Fo- rightly focuses on outcast in uh, You know that kind of mid to late 90s mm-hmm. Hip hop and R&B Realm and, and in the uh, group World especially because Right different but I, I put the food – I rate them right up there with the Outcast. Yeah, they, really they, did.
1: they didn't have the longevity. That's the thing that hurts them because they they kind of split off and started doing their own things, and Lauren Hill had an unbelievable record, and oh. Wyclef had unbelievable oh. records, and
2: then they couldn't get it back together to do another record as a group. But I'm going to date myself. The miseducation of Lauryn Hill was very much a soundtrack of my senior year. Absolutely. Of agree. I dated <laughs>
1: myself earlier, so go ahead and date yourself too while
2: you're at it. Well, uh, one thing that we can say now is that Atlanta United has defeated the New York Red Bulls in the regular season for the first time ever. 1-0 tonight here at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Chick-fil-A is committed to helping fight food insecurity and is proud to partner with Atlanta United and Soldiers Angels to help tackle veteran hunger. All season long, when an Atlanta United player successfully makes a tackle, Chick-fil-A will donate 100 pounds of food to feed a military or veteran family in need for a month. Franco Ibarra just came up with 500 pounds of food tonight. For more information and to see how you can help, visit atlutd.com backslash community. Okay, let's get to your questions and comments on Twitter. You still have time to send them in at Mike Conti 929 and at Longshoe if you would like to join us. Um, Joshua Jones says, Brad Guzan of the team pretty much said stop comparing this year's team to years past yet we do it when favorable comparisons can be made and then dismiss when it goes the other way. I am guessing that is uh, in response to uh, a tweet I made about some of the parallels between how the 2018 season started and how this season started. But, of course, there are joyless people all over the place who never want us to have <laughs> nice things. That, that's a different kind of comparison. Uh, and well, I'm just stating facts. In, in the first yeah. six matches of 2018, these are facts. Atlanta United had a blowout, road loss. They came back and then won the next game at home. They had a blowout home win against a Western Conference team. They had a nervy win in their first six. Minnesota in 2018, I, you can say either San Jose or this one tonight, they had a very well-played home draw in their first six against New York City in 2018 uh, and then, um, you know, against Toronto this season, I'm just stating facts. I'm not saying this is the 2018 team yeah. or better or worse. I'm just having a little fun. That but. that's a completely different thing, and and I'm I'm sorry. Like
1: this is trying to find something to well, be upset about. There are that people out really there who do
2: that. Look,
1: look. I think what Brad Gazan was getting at, and and quite a few players have, by the way, and and they should. You can't say that something is going to happen badly this year because it happened last year. That's the point that Gonzalo Pineda and Brad Kazan and many others have made. It's a different team. It's a different year. Comparing results and similarities in year-to-year is a completely different conversation. So I just – it's okay to be
2: happy about where this team is right now. They're 4-1-1. One, and one. That's a good thing. They're 4-1-1. One, and one. They're one point off the Eastern Conference lead, and – they are about to be two points off the shield unless St. Louis can pull a rabbit out of their hat. Uh, they trail one nil and stop. It's time to Minnesota. We'll keep an eye on that. But, um, I like where Atlanta United is right now on the table. Power rankings can... I like what we've seen from this team. I really liked
1: what we saw tonight in response to what happened last week.
2: And to that point, here's a tweet from at Tony B. He says, I think it's important that unlike the last few years, we're not leaving points on the pitch. How many times do we see a late goal that would see us drop points at home? Not this year, at least so far.
1: Yeah, and I think that gets you back sorry, hold your ears because it's a favorable comparison to something from the past, it gets you back to what you saw in the past where you would close games out. And, and look, that hasn't happened enough over the past couple of years. It's happening right now. You know, there's really not a lot of points that you've left out there. They saw this out under pressure, under duress, tired legs, making some mistakes against a team that forces a lot of mistakes. They got the job done. And so far this year... Outside of a, a bad night where you had a horrible second 45 and you didn't have the options off the bench that you had tonight, when you can bring Josechu, Chole, Sosa into the game in those moments to spell the starting group that you had tonight, feels
2: a lot different. You have more flexibility. couple tweets about Almada, Jason. One from T. Riddle. One from our friend Michael Valverde. Um, both pointing out that they thought, Almada was off and had some giveaways tonight
1: yeah he had some giveaways he's human
2: (laughs) you know like I don't really know
1: what else to tell you you're playing a team that forces giveaways
2: and let me interject something too I mean not only are you playing against Red Bulls and how many times did Almada get a touch tonight where he was immediately Mm converged upon by four men the other thing too to our knowledge Tiago Almada Had to take an overnight flight Wednesday to get back to Atlanta Thursday morning. He was given a a regen day on Thursday where he didn't have to train. And then basically on one day of training had to come in and play 90. Uh, Not easy. Not easy considering the um, amount of travel that Tiago Almada had to put in just to get match fit for this one tonight. So, on a
1: night where Almada was not a world beater like he has been for this team this year, he still completed passes at 73%. He still created a chance. And maybe most importantly, four or five on the dribble, because he got yeah. you out of trouble in those moments. He had two giveaways that he's going to want back, and he kind of tried to force it. A ball that has worked for him this season. It didn't work tonight. It You can't expect a 10 out of 10 every single game from every single player. I thought Almada worked hard. The legs got heavy at the end. But that ability to dribble out of trouble was why you couldn't take him off the field. You you had to leave him out there. And I thought Pineda managed the substitutions and possibilities of subs perfectly because you saw how hard it was when guys came into the match to get up to the rhythm and, and speed of the game and the intensity of the game. It's hard to walk off the bench and do that. You can warm up all you want. But when you take one touch and then somebody's kicking you from behind immediately, it takes a little bit of time to get up to that. I thought Hosechu did it fairly quickly. Chol did it fairly quickly. Sosa and his – when he came in late, late, it was a little bit different game at that point. He could come in and just kind of play long and play simple. But the subs were managed perfectly. If you just brought on fresh legs all over the place, and and Tiago was one that I thought maybe they would – it would have been harder, and I think more mistakes would have happened. Almada managed the game as it got late pretty
2: well outside of really two giveaways. Michael Buckaloo says, big credit to Atlanta's coaches. The boys looked super ready to play against the Red Bulls. How they broke the press, especially in the first half, was sexy. <laughs> this
1: game was definitely not sexy, but they did break through the press in some good ways. And, and look, Gonzalo told everybody. He, he told y'all on Thursday that he was not afraid. Amar Sadic told y'all, too. They, they both spoke to the media on Thursday. They were both asked about, the, you know, why would you try to play through this press? And they both talked about attracting the pressure and then playing around it. And that's what they did. They didn't have to just ever really get into a, a concession mode of just giving away possession. They were able to manage the game really, really well. And it goes back to the overall coaching staff. And Gonzalo Pineda gives his coaches a lot of responsibility. And it's something that, you know, this season I've been able to go to training every time it's open to the media. And I'm always blown away by how this group works as a unit, whether it's the warm-up with Jack Kimber to, I mentioned it with Ibarra breaking into the smaller groups and working with them uh, Eugenio Vison is working with the midfielders Rob Valentino was working with the attackers again not by accident because of the preparation this group puts in he was working with the attackers of I'm gonna your ball's gonna be played to you I'm gonna hit you in the back before you turn. And now what are you going to do? How are you going to deal with that? How are you going to control the ball? And then how are you going to turn and make something out of it? He, They worked on that on, on Tuesday. You know, this stuff doesn't happen by accident. Pineda and his staff are really in sync right now and really in sync with this locker room. It, it is just joy to see them put in the work, enjoy the work, and it's hard work. Enjoy that. And then, because it doesn't always go down this way, and then see all that work come to fruition on the field tonight with a win. Just a, a joy to see. And they should all be so proud of the work they're putting in. Uh,
2: one more from Chris. He wants to know if you can compare Wiley to Etienne at left wing. Chris feels that Wiley gives Atlanta a little more in that spot.
1: They're just different. I mean, Etienne is is a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger. Um, Wiley is not quite as north-south in, in terms of directness. Uh, Wiley's a little bit better dribbler. Etienne is a little more of a, I think, a physical presence. Although, like I mentioned to to Caleb, you know, he can get physical when he needs to. And I think that's something that he's really improved in his game. They're just different. They have different personalities in the way that they play. And I think that's something to keep in mind when you do see changes. You know, Wiley's a different left back than Andrew And, and And he gives you a different personality there. He's better in the air, for one. Caleb Wiley is one of the best players in the league in terms of winning aerial duels something that I didn't really know until I dug into the numbers ahead of this one he gives you some different things in different places but when you when you shake up the group or you have to shake up the group because of the line because of injuries because of you know absences what have you it can create some interesting advantages out of it and I thought having Wiley as a left back one gave them a lot of pace on that side. They were comfortable in playing to him, and then he could open up and go and carry it a little bit. Maybe something you wouldn't have gotten out of Gutman And with Etienne further up the field, I think he's very good in the pressure. He knows this team inside and out with the Red Bulls. He's a, a Red Bulls homegrown player. And he was able to give you a little bit of that directness that was needed at times. And go back to the goal. That goal's created from a straight-line run from Etienne, the big switch to him and he puts the ball into Almada. So I, I think you got everything you needed to tonight. You had to make a decision on how you replace Gootman. Wiley did a very good job defensively, and Etienne gave you everything you needed up top, and then when he couldn't go any longer, Machope Chole gave you everything you needed up top in that left wing.
2: All right, so Atlanta United finally finds a way to beat the Red Bulls in the regular season. Next up, you have to go to Yankee Stadium. Oh, <laughs> schedule maker a little unkind to atlanta united but uh we'll look ahead to next saturday's match against new york city and wrap everything up for tonight after this atlanta united 1-0 over new york red bulls tonight here on sports radio 92.9 the game
0: hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank
2: Bruce Springsteen to play us out on the full-time report. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Red Bulls are born to run, run, kick. And tonight uh, they were unable to successfully deploy that tactic in uh, a 1-0 Atlanta United win over New York Red Bulls. That song, by the way, I know John Chuckery believes he knows what the uh, best lyric in music history is. I would submit <laughs> Highways Jam with Broken Dreams and a Last pa- a Chance Power Drive is... One of the great lines in the history of music. That's
1: really, really good. Um, I don't know if it's the best. I'm going to have to think about this one. This is going to... For the moment, like it's, it's the best. It's For very, very good.
2: All right. Uh, hey, beat the Red Bulls. Awesome. Now you got to go play Yankee Stadium. And uh, if you're wondering, New York City has played at Yankee Stadium twice this year. They won both matches, both by one goal. This match coming up next Saturday, by the way, the last time they... New York City is going to play in Yankee Stadium until after Memorial Day. Wow. They're going to go to City Field uh, starting the week after when they host Nashville. So, a little bit of an unfortunate scheduling break for Atlanta United. But Atlanta United did get a very hard-fought 2-2 draw at New York City last year. Uh, That was Dwyer and Joseph with two big goals. You've won a playoff game at, at New York City. You've also lost a playoff game there. I feel like when Atlanta United goes to Yankee Stadium, Just historically, and I know we're not allowed to look at the past anymore, but just historically, (laughs) uh, they either play very, very well and they grind out a result or they get run off the pitch. Uh, There seems to be not much of a middle ground in the historical performances up there.
1: It's a tough place to play. It's supposedly 70 yards wide. I'd like to see the tape measure that's used to determine that. Um, It's typically not a a great surface when you have the sod over the infield for the the Yankees. So you have to deal with that. It's just different. And NYC is more used to it. You know, it's something that you can't really replicate. And you don't want to overdo the preparation for one team or one surface in, in this case, because you have to stay true to your identity. You tweak. You you find little things. Okay, you're not going to have as much width in this game. So how does Atlanta deal with that? Because they use the flanks really well. The fullback's getting forward. The winger stretching the field. Okay, how does Atlanta overcome not having an extra five yards? I mean, it's at least – again, I don't think it's truly 70 yards. This surface at Mercedes-Benz Stadium is a good 75 yards wide, maybe a little bit more. Um you just don't have as much room, so you have to deal with that. But I think the same principles, honestly, that happened tonight. You have to play fast. You have to play short passes. You have to play quick. You have to get vertical and find those pockets of space. There's not going to be a lot of space. The NYC doesn't have to press like maniacs like the Red Bulls to deny you space. They just literally don't have much space on this field to work with. So a lot of the same principles come into play. First goal is critical, but you have to deal with with what NYC can do, and they generally try to play good soccer. You have to deal with that, and you have to stay true to yourself. Play quick, play fast, play short, and find those openings to go over the top to Yakimakis and find Almada in space.
2: All right, we'll be on the air Saturday night, 7 o'clock for the Five Stripes Countdown as we go to Yankee Stadium. 7.30 will be the kickoff time as we bring you Atlanta United and New York City for the first of two meetings in this regular season one final note as we say goodnight minnesota defeated st louis tonight so st louis remains atop the supporter shield table on 15 points but atlanta united now two points behind and there are now only three unbeaten teams left in major league soccer two in the west lafc and minnesota they're both three oh and two and one in the east cincinnati four oh and two after Cincinnati defeated Inner Miami tonight, and Inner Miami is really, really struggling. They have only scored six goals in six matches. The final four coming up next. We'll be joining that in progress for our producer Dylan Matthews and our engineer Miller Pope. I'm Mike and Jason Longshore, of course, I'm Mike Conti. Once again, Atlanta United over New York Red Bulls 1 0. We'll see you next week here on Sports Radio 929 the game.
4: Beyond
2: the palace, semi drones scream down the boulevard. Girls and the boys look so far. You've been listening to the full-time report, a complete wrap-up of today's Atlanta United game. Tune
0: in for complete match day coverage all season long. The home for our Atlanta United is Sports Radio 929 The Game.